Foreign Invaders, Samuel Adams. Good morning. Welcome to today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. John 3.10 In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither is he that loveth not his brother. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, one of the signs of the end of the world, and what I mean by end of the world, is Satan has been given 6,000 years to build his kingdom. At the end of the 6,000 year period, <clears throat> Christ will come and establish his kingdom the end of the world means the end of the rule of Satan over the cosmos, over the world. And one of the signs will be the brethren, the brothers that will hate their brothers in Christ. Not just mankind that will hate mankind, but it's more specific we are close to a time where Christians are going to betray each other. The reason being is because the churches in the, at the end of the world will become apostate. This includes the Greek churches, Catholicism, Lutheranism, all forms of all the aspects of Protestantism and evangelicals. One of the signs of the end of the world will be brothers who do not love their brothers. And I'm talking about in the body of Christ. Christ said that the love of many will wax cold. In other words, the love of many will not exist. Christians will be just like unbelievers, full of hardness of heart. This is in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24 really is a... I think I should probably just read it to you. Let me, let me begin here. I've gone through this before. But I should, I should just uh, read it to you. I'm going to use the Amplified Classic Edition. Matthew 24, I say in my studies, I realized one day that 
Matthew chapter 24 is really talking about the last decade before Christ returns. Yes, it has been used and for the last 2,000 years has been uh, one of the main chapters used for end time prophecy. But it is actually, as I go through it, it is broken into segments and then concludes with a final thought. Initially, it begins this way. Jesus departed from the temple. This was a prophetic sign that Christ was no longer going to look at the temple as the pivot point for the nation of Israel. Christ was going to make himself throughout the Gospels. He would be the pivot point of what was going to happen with the nation of Israel and a new group of disciples in the future. He was speaking of himself and he could no longer use the temple as the point of reference because he was going to become the new point of reference. Everything now would be focused from that point forward on him. So as he departed from the temple and his disciples came to him to call his attention to the buildings of the temple and point them out to him. So their focus was the physical temple. But Christ was leaving that temple because he's going to present to them something more significant. He was saying to them, I am the reality of the temple. What the temple is, it was to hold the Shekinah glory of God. I am that temple. And I have to get you you and your thinking out of the what you have been patterned to think that temple is no longer going to be the point of reference. I am going to be the point of reference. They were pointing him to the temple and the buildings of the temple. And then he says, Do you see these things? Verse 2. Honestly, I am telling you, there will not be here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Verse 3. And while he was seated on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him again quietly, privately, and they asked him a question. I think in one translation or in one of the Gospels, it was Peter who asks, Tell us, when will this take place? First question is, when will the temple be destroyed and not one stone will be left upon another? It's going to be flattened. 
complete, complete destruction. When will this take place, firstly? Secondly, what will be the sign of your coming? And the end or the completion or the consummation of the age. So, we want to know what's going to happen while we're alive, but when we're gone at the end of the world, at the end of the age, before Israel is established once again in the millennial kingdom, because Israel is going to be established according to the prophets, when will this happen? And the Lord says, firstly, be careful that you are not deceived. Now he's speaking to all generations, but especially to our generation. Be careful that you are not deceived, that you are not misled. Because it's going to lead you into error. It's going to lead you, the, the, the deception, you will believe a lie. For many will come in the strength and the power of my name, and they will use the authority in my name, and they will say that I am Christ the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. They will move them off the straight path. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened or troubled. This will happen, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, world wars. There will be famine, earthquakes, Internationally. Now, they didn't understand him internationally back then, but in place, place in many different places. Then in verse 8, all this is but the beginning. It's going to be the early pains of the birth pains of intolerable anguish. This, he is speaking in these few verses about the time prior to a coming tribulation, a coming time of seven years. This is the first segment. Christ is saying there are these signs that are going to happen initially. Firstly, disciples, before you die, most of you, you will see the destruction of the temple. In A.D. 70, he didn't give him the exact date, but in A.D. 70, Rome destroyed through Titus, the general, flattened the temple. Then, at the beginning of the prior to the years, the final generation, they're going to be Wars, rumors of wars, famines, 
earthquakes preceding the tribulation that precede the tribulation and before the tribulation begins there is going to be escalation of these matters and we are now presently in the escalation of these matters in the last two years with the droughts internationally with the uh, locusts the plagues of locusts in Africa in the Middle East into southern China into that area of the world this has already begun a great famine then with the war that is taking place in Ukraine this is going to further bring about worldwide famine this is preceding already things have been set in motion but we are not in tribulation currently many I hear many say that we are in tribulation that the tribulation has begun no it has not begun the tribulation there is one sign given in the scripture a main sign that is the the you could say I call it the prime domino remember when you were young we take dominoes stand them on end and run them up across the table across the floor and number one domino you push it and it sets the chain reaction well the main domino the principal domino that's going to begin everything in the tribulation time is in Daniel chapter 9:27 it is an agreement a covenant it is a guarantee between an individual of a great nation and the nation of Israel and that agreement when it is signed it begins the tribulation it is also in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 15 and verse 18 it is called the treaty of death and hell the treaty with death and Sheol it is an agreement that Israel will make with the prince the coming uh, antichrist we call it in the, in our in the churches we refer to this person as antichrist or the son of perdition the jewish people would uh, be they would recognize him as an abomination of desolation later on in chapter 24 of matthew an abomination of desolation he is the one who signs an agreement with the children of Israel the children of Israel were commanded by Isaiah never to make agreements with the nations they were to always depend on God because God was their husband and they were never to make treaties and agreements with the nations by doing that it was a violation it was saying that we we trust the nations and the power of the nations we don't recognize the power of, of, of 
the I am that I am that Moses uh, presented to Pharaoh or to the children of Israel. I am that I am. They, did, they preferred to trust man. King David said, and Ezekiel or, or Jeremiah also said, that we're not to put confidence in man. David said, put no confidence in kings, to put no confidence in princes, but only in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now I'm going to go one or two directions here. Um, this one prime treaty, this prime domino, this one action, only, alone, solo, begins the tribulation. Nothing else begins the tribulation. This is the only thing that is clear in the scripture. When this occurs, you know that the person that signs the agreement with Israel, it will be the king of a great nation at the end of the world who has had political and uh, commerce, political ties, has traded with Israel, has been instrumental in Israel's existence. This nation and the king of this nation, the king of Babylon, when that agreement is signed, that individual, the body of believers internationally, who should be watching for these prophetic signs, I'm not sure. I think 90% will, will, uh, will see and will know, no, I better not say 90%. I still think the church is so deceived that most will not recognize that individual and who he is. He is the abomination of desolation that the Jewish people would recognize. We should recognize him as Antichrist. When that agreement is signed, the tribulation begins. And once that tribulation begins, then... Um, There, three and a half years later, this individual declare himself to be God in Jerusalem. Now, the beginning of and early birth pains will take place before the tribulation. We are in the birth pains. We are in the times of intolerable anguish. We have been really pushed into that time with this matter of the virus that has been leashed, unleashed upon the world. Whether it's a virus, whether it's poison, you have to decide. Some believe it is poison, which I believe makes more sense than a virus. But it has caused anguish in the world. It has begun 
a pattern of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people internationally dying. That's, that's in verse 8. Now, we go into, after the earth, early birth pains in verse 9. Now, in verse 9, you begin a second segment of Matthew 24. The first is the birth, initially, it's the destruction of the temple. Then it is the birth pains preceding the tribulation. And now in verse 9, verse 9 is the beginning of the tribulation. Then they will hand you over to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. This is not great tribulation. This is just the beginning of the tribulation. The great hatred of the Christian people begins. The hatred already exists, but once the tribulation begins, the person Antichrist who signs the agreement will be in power. And there will be no protection for the people of God, whether they be Catholic, Lutheran, any type of Protestantism, whether they be uh, evangelical. If you are in this nation of this king, you are going to be persecuted. And also, it will be international. So, verse 9 is the beginning of the first half of the tribulation. Verse 10, And many will be offended and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him who they ought to trust and obey. These are Christians who now are going to begin to desert God because they feel they have been betrayed by God and being allowed to be put into this time of persecution in America there has been a a spirit in the thinking of evangelical Christians in the evangelical churches Pentecostals, Charismatics in the evangelical community every aspect every compartment or branch of Christianity in the evangelical churches that we somehow are not going to suffer persecution. We are somehow, God would not allow His children in America to be, to suffer hardship, to lose everything, to have their properties confiscated, to be basically homeless, to be abused, to be, uh, handed over to any every kind of affliction, and many, because of that, will turn against Christ. They will, uh, you might say, reject Him. They will still be born again. They are still His children. The children of Israel 
would become so apostate, they would begin to worship other gods. They would become uh, devilish in their conduct, but they're still his people, and he would allow hardship to come to them to drive them back to himself. I was thinking about this earlier in the week. In the book, Song of Songs, the, there's the, the, a scene of a garden. And in the garden, there are all of these herbs. And these herbs, they uh, bring forth fra- fragrances. And it's called My Beloved. This is a garden. We are God's garden. And in God's garden, Christ being in us, we are a garden of all these wonderful spices and ointments. I'll have to finish this thought when I get back. Monday, the podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com for the Sunday's Olive Tree Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. We'll be back in a few minutes. Joe from CheckaPro here. Join me this Saturday at 3 p.m. I'll be talking about ways how to save money and be more comfortable in your home with Koala Insulation of Boulder. That's this Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC. Tune in to learn how to save money and be more comfortable in your home. In 1964, a 10-cent dime bought you 10 cents worth of stuff. Today, we sell this silver dime for well over $2. This silver dime will buy you the same amount as it did in 1964, and it will buy you the same amount in 2030, 2040, and well beyond. Call 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, your gold and silver experts. 800-951-0592. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Hi. This is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. And our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hi, 
My name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating since 2010, painting residential and commercial locations. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Hi everybody, Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus My every every Sunday, nine to noon, for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. Podcasts are on thirteen sixty khnc dot com. Through the week, Monday through Thursday from two to three, I host the Present Truth program. Podcasts also thirteen sixty khnc dot com. The Song of Solomon. The, I didn't plan to go this direction, but in Matthew 24, once the tribulation begins, many Christians are going to deny the Lord, like Peter denied the Lord on the night of the betrayal. Many Christians are going to Betray the Lord. Don't think you can't. But we are likened to a garden of wonderful spices. And I want to read a little bit out of Psalms because in chapter 4 of the Psalms, the psalmist he says, Solomon says, Blow, O north wind, blow. Blow upon the garden, these, this garden of spices. Blow upon it. Well, what does that mean? The north wind is generally a cool wind. It is a wind that uh, doesn't so much you know, in the growing season, you want to keep the uh, you 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 want the nights to be warm, the days to be hot, and the north wind. The purpose of the north wind is, in a sense, we would consider it to be negative. The war- north wind will bring a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of hardship. It will bring um, things that are not comfortable. In the garden, there are shoots, orchards of pomegranates, precious fruits, henna, 
spikenard plants, saffron, calamus, cinnamon, trees of frankincense, myrrh, aloes, all the chief spices. And the Lord says that His garden is a spring, it is a fountain of well, it's well watered. And God calls His children His garden. But at the end of the growing season, hardship has to come because it's the hardship that causes all the spices to bring forth their fragrances and their aromas and to be useful uh, to, uh, to put in, to mix in with dishes. Verse chapter 5. Here's what God, how God views us. We are His garden. But in our growing season, maybe we don't, we're not as useful. We don't bring forth the fruits and the, fla- the, uh, the, the fragrances like we should. I have come into my garden, my sister, my promised bride. Now he's talking about Israel, but he's also talking future about his body of believers after his death and resurrection. I have gathered my myrrh with my balsam and spice. From your sweet words I have gathered the richest perfumes and spices. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends, feast on, O revelers of the palace. You can never make my lover disloyal to me. So in other words, the world, God's hope and God's plan is that those that he loves, his children, his bride, his lover, will never be disloyal to him. Yes, drink, drink abundantly of love, O precious one, for now I know you are mine irrevocably mine with his confident words still thrilling her heart through the lattice she saw her shepherd turn away and disappear into the night Christ has gone has been gone for 2,000 years but he's returning I went to sleep my heart stayed awake I dreamed that I heard the voice of my beloved as he knocked at the door of my mother's cottage open to me my sister my love my dove my spotless one for I am wet with the heavy night dew, my hair is covered with it. Well, what happens is, eventually, those who are His at the beginning of the tribulation, those believers who, regardless of the hardships to come, many are going to be disloyal. They are going to turn from Christ. They are going to abandon their faith. They are going to, they will feel betrayed. It is not Christ who has betrayed them. It is the shepherds of the land who have lied to them, stating to them, telling them that before the hardships come of the tribulation, before the tribulation comes, you will be raptured away. 
You will be taken away. You will not suffer hardship. And because of the lies of the shepherds of the land, and you who have been in Christianity, you have been who have been believers for decades, you know these type of men. You know who they are, these betrayers of the souls of God's people. Betraying the people because many of them are not even born-again believers. They are wolves that have come in sheep's clothing to spread lies in the body of Christ. The next group are those who were never called to positions of authority and responsibility in leadership positions. They were there for a career. Then you have others who they may have been called but at some point they lost their love and their integrity and just wanted to play the game to get by to get to the end so they could retire. These are the shepherds that have spread the lies to the family of God, never telling them the truth, never telling them that Christ said that if you follow Him, you're going to be hated. You're going to be persecuted. It's going to be tough. The north winds in Matthew 24 at the beginning of the, the first segment the birth pains, the trials that initially come upon the world in a very quick, drastic way at the beginning of the last decade have occurred. The north wind has begun to blow. In the Song of Songs, Psalms, Song of Songs, when the north wind blows, it stops the, it begins to the cool, the cool air and the cool nights, these spices mature. It's just like the apples. The apples continue to grow until you get the first nights that begin to chill. Then they begin to produce. Uh, they're, they're, they're not very tasty, but once they begin to get those cool nights, the apples become sweet. They become tasty. The same way with the spices, the cinnamon, with all these things in the garden. The cool wind is kind of a hardship, but it, they, bring, they begin to bring forth their fragrance. This will happen with the church of God in the days to come. You're going to have those who feel betrayed and their faith will fail them and they will begin to betray their fellow Christians, the other believers, they'll begin to betray. Christian will betray Christian. Don't think they won't be punished. They will be punished. That time is coming. It, I believe it has begun. And um, so in verse 9, and so the, 
The north wind has to, has to blow. The hardships have to come. It's through the hardships where Christ and all the fragrances of what He is within each of us, this is where He begins to express and present Himself to the world in a more perfect way. The hardships, as we trust Christ in the hardships, this is where we begin to enjoy the faithfulness of God and the grace of God that has been given to each of us so that we can stand in a hard time and that we can, no matter what, we cling to Him and continue in our walk with Him even to the death. We deny our soul lives unto the death. Then they will hand you over to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him whom they ought to trust and obey. They will stumble and fall and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. Now I'll go back to where I began the program. John, the epistle, first epistle of John, chapter 3, verse 10. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. This is what Christ is talking about right here in Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. They will be offended, repelled, begin to distrust Him with whom they ought to trust and obey. Will They will stumble, will fall, and betray one another, and pursue one another with hatred. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive and lead many into error, away from truth. In the body of Christ today in the churches, there has been a great movement that uh, had its, you might say, its genesis uh, after in the late 70s, into the 80s, the 90s, into the turn of the century. And it is a move within the body of Christ where the thought is that, and the direction that these Christian ministries has taken is, they are going to politically begin a, a there's a plan to eventually take over the cities of the nation the state governments here in this country uh, to internationally take over and put in place a system believers who will take over the world and take over the nations and the areas of the world and present these present the world to Christ at his second return and give the world to Christ as a gift. 
In other words, we will take over the world and we will present the world to Christ at his return. This is ultimate heresy. It is not in the Bible. Just the opposite. At the end of the world, at the end of the Great Tribulation, the Christian churches, for the most part, will not even exist. There will be the great martyrdom, the, the what is, you know, the great martyrdom of the Christian people in the Western Hemisphere and internationally. The hatred of God will be worldwide. And the hatred of true believers of God will be worldwide. The hatred of the Jewish people as a people will be worldwide. The Jewish people, the true Jewish people, the people of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who were not destined to eternal life, will be given an area in the book of Revelation chapter 12. There will be a place, a wilderness for them to go to. That wilderness is present-day Jordan. The Jewish people, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, will be gathered from the nations and taken back to their homeland, to that area. We believers, we do not have a wilderness to go to. Many people believe that America was the wilderness to which, the, the nation to which the Christian, the Christians all over the world should, should uh, become, they should all come to America because they'll be protected. Not realizing that the great Babylon of the end of the world is the United States of America. That a future president as we understand it, we can call him a king, according to King James, or we call him in our terminology, in our vernacular, we understand kings as presidents. It will be a president of this country that will sign that agreement with Israel that will start the seven-year tribulation. Through my whole uh, Christian life, starting in the early 80s, probably 1980, I studying the scriptures and taking what has been written about the United States from the secular press, Time Magazine, Newsweek, U.S. News and World Report, local papers, um, looking at this country. I could never, from 1974 through about 1980, I could not see and I believed what the pastors of the land believed that the United States is not in the Bible and many pastors in America still believe that doctrine that thought America is in the Bible America is the great elephant in the swimming pool actually it's the whale in the swimming pool it's distressing but it's the truth. I'll be back in a few minutes. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. 
another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. Hey listeners, this is Anita, your Medicare specialist. Annual enrollment has come to an end for this year, but don't fret. You still have an opportunity starting January 1st through March 31st to make a change in your plan. Call me for details at 970-515-6882. Also, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you're concerned about your co-pays, I have some affordable solutions for you. Call me, 970-515-6882 to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and Internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat. prophets of the land are presenting lies to the children of God that we're going to be raptured before the hardships begin. There's, they're changing a little bit in their thinking before. One of the thoughts was we would be raptured before the tribulation, the, the tribulation and the great tribulation at the beginning of the seven years. Then they decided, well, maybe We'll be here during the first half of the tribulation, but during the great tribulation, we won't be here. The pastors of the land are not being truthful to the children of God. 
they are being, are untruthful because they don't know the doctrines that pertain to the tribulation. They don't know what the scripture says about pre-tribulation, tribulation, great tribulation, post-tribulation, wrath, and then the judgments at Armageddon. They don't know the prophetic word. The prophets of the land, the false prophets of the land, are saying that we're going to take over the world and be victorious over the systems of Satan and Antichrist, and we're going to take over and have the authority to present the world to Christ at His coming. That is what the false prophets are stating. The false prophets are saying that this great army is going to take over the world and give the world, present the world to Christ. The false prophets are saying that America is not to be found in the scripture. That we're going to be raptured out, taken, protected from hardship. The false prophets of the land are not unbelievers, people in the occult world that are coming in to sneak into, into the churches to deceive. No. It is Christian it is men who are truly born again that don't know theology, doctrine, eschatology. They don't know the history of the way God has worked with His churches through periods of time and how God will work with His church in the time in which we live. I'm going to conclude right there for this hour. I'll be back in the next hour to continue. This is the uh, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Sundays, 9 until noon. Podcasts on 1360KHNC.com. 1360KHNC.com. I'll be back for hour two in a few minutes. man pass the battle over take a couple of hits off the my kind cbd get your cbd by going to 1360khnc.com and click on the shopping button man silly jamaican there's no thc in this product it's certified thc free just go to the website 1360khnc.com click the shop you're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. The pandemic not completely over, but definitely winding down. You can tell because there are gradually getting to be fewer places to be tested for COVID. About a dozen Colorado free testing sites closed on Saturday in the Denver area alone. They included one of the biggest ones that had been in the Waterworld parking lots. The state shutting down about a third of its sites this month, leaving about 80 operational. Those remaining locations will have the capacity to handle about 26,000 tests a day. And for proof that the virus indeed has not gone away, cases continue ticking slightly upward. 
942 new ones reported Friday. Positivity rate from those tests about 6%. That's about double what it was a month ago. The good news is hospitalizations are still low, with only 103 reported statewide as of the end of the week. Four more horses have died since Friday at that federal horse facility in Canyon City. That brings the total to 106 horses in just over a week. The Federal Bureau of Land Management says it now believes the problem is a highly contagious equine influenza virus that's actually fairly common among both wild and domestic horses. Most of the sick ones that have gone on to die were rounded up from a specific area called West Douglas. I'm Jim Williams. The Rockies played the second game of their series with the Reds last night after winning on Friday. Colorado pitcher Chad Cool made his fourth start of the season, gave up a leadoff home run on the game's first pitch, but then settled down, went seven innings, allowing three earned runs, five hits, and no walks, while striking out four Cincinnati batters. The final, after a two-run triple by Ryan McMahon, was Rockies four, Reds three. The NHL regular season is over. The playoffs next for the Avalanche. They'll open with games one and two against the Nashville Predators Tuesday and Thursday at Ball Arena. I'm Ted Werbin. Summer is around the corner. Take time to refresh in Wyoming's Carbon County. Drive up and soak in the mineral hot springs. Visit one of their many museums. Take a scenic hike, horseback ride, or bike ride. Enjoy an array of lounging, dining, and entertainment options. All the fun set against the West's favorite backdrop. Plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com. That's wyomingcarboncounty.com. Get your West on. If you want to pay off debt faster, look no further than American Financing. Because at American Financing, their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Creating a custom loan that achieves your goals. You could end up saving hundreds a month, plus tens of thousands long term. No pressure and no upfront or hidden fees. Call 303 695 7000 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The P.E. Gun Show, May 28th and 29th, is located at 1840 Greeley Mall, Greeley, Colorado. This show features two firearm drawings sponsored by Elijah Hatch, running for Weld County Commissioner at Large. With CCW classes, food all weekend, and thousands of fellow patriots, it's a great way to spend the day. For info, see PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com. See you at this show. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at AllAmericanGold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. 
I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Welcome back to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Sundays, 9 to noon. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. My mailing address is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Again, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, zip code 80502. Talking about Matthew 24, there's a hidden message in that chapter, and it's broken into segments. Initially, when the temple will be destroyed. Secondly, a time of birth pains and hardships. Thirdly, a time of tribulation. Fourthly, a time of great tribulation. <clears throat> then fifthly, a time of wrath. It's broken up into those segments. And it is actually depicting the last decade prior to Christ's return. Prior to the tribulation, there will be that period of time where things, hardships in the world will escalate economically. Uh, militarily, there will be more skirmishes, wars, even, even some wars. But these are just the beginning of the great wars that will come in the tribulation. In Ukraine, this what is happening there presently will eventually escalate into other areas of that region to into the uh, Eastern European nations, uh, nations below Russia. It is a situation where China cannot allow the forces of the West the United States, NATO, and the European Union to take over Central Asia because then China will be the hardships uh, that will take place in China. China will not have access to oil and gas and metals, rare metals, things of this nature, food, because China depends on that region for many things. And presently, China and Russia working together, China has enough energy to run her industries. 
China cannot allow the West to own that part and to be victorious in that part of the world. The wars are going to escalate. We're just watching the beginnings now. I've been uh, finished out the last second, uh, last hour, and I was in verse uh, 11 of Matthew, which is the tribulation. It's describing what happens within the time of the tribulation. There's going to be a falling away of Christians that are going to betray one another. They're going to be uh, full of hatred toward their fellow Christians. And within the body of Christ, there is true born-again people who will and are going to betray and persecute their fellow believers. Now, which group is going to betray which group? The church, the churches of God, and I'm going to use the evangelical churches as an example, because it's going to be the evangelical churches are going to play a major, major role in the United States of America in the time to come. And what I mean by that is I finished off the last hour talking about false prophets. False prophets are presenting false uh they are they are presenting inaccurate doc, doctrine, uh, false doctrine to the believers in this country, stating number one that Christians are not Christians may suffer a little hardship, but not real hard persecution, not in America, because America is the wilderness of God that the Christians of the world are to flee to, so they can be safe from what's coming not realizing that actually America is an empire that is the whale in the swimming pool that the false prophets refuse to present to the body of believers. America, they cannot find America in the Bible. That uh, America is the land blessed by God is going to be the coming wilderness where people are to flee to not realizing that it will be in the future an American president that will sign an agreement with Israel that will start the tribulation as hard as that is to believe it is true and with the revelation, just the thought and the understanding and the knowledge that this nation is in the Bible, it is this nation that was instrumental in bringing Israel into existence. It was this nation that... made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. America has done more 
for Israel than any other nation in the world. We have signed more treaties and agreements with Israel, helped assisted Israel militarily, more so than any other nation in the world. And at the end of the world, in the prophetic scriptures, there is a thought, two thoughts. The prophecies of Israel and a prophecies of an end-time Babylon the Great. And these two nations, Israel and Babylon the Great, they work very closely together. They, they work in tandem. America looks to Israel as kind of a base into operations that take place in the Middle East. We use Israel in a sense, to assist us to keep order in the Middle East. We supply them monetarily with military weapons, technology. Israel is strategic to America. America is strategic to Israel. Many millions of Jewish people the Hebrew people live in the United States of America. They support Israel. Many of the Jewish people internationally, uh, they look and they are very... Um, they, they know that we are the, al the great ally to Israel. America is in the Bible. America is Revelation chapter 17 and 18. 18 explains the culture of the United States of America. Chapter 17 explains the power of America. The great power militarily. The great power that America is in culture. With the power... Uh, that the multinational corporations, without these multinational corporations, America could not be what she is. We export, we export uh, the, how do I phrase it? What we are as a nation. We export evil. America has turned into a nation of corruption, a, a, a just a corrupt, we are corrupt from the top down. The people of this country, because of the corruption, the people of this nation are affected negatively in every way. Negatively, economically, there is a political system that no longer works. It, it is powerless. There are no real elections. We are uh, controlled through what would be the word? We are just controlled because of surveillance. We are controlled through our medical world, through through the uh, 
Obamacare type of medical system that we have. America is in the Bible. For the Christians that can't see that, then what will happen is you're going to become a casualty. But as time goes on, God, His intention is that His people are going to begin to wake up. But before that, we can still see in Matthew, verse 11, many false prophets are going to rise up and deceive and lead many into error. Verse 12, the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multitude because of lawlessness and iniquity this nation has become lawless and the iniquity in this nation is evident with what is the laws being passed concerning the sex uh, homosexuality all of this the laws, we become lawless. We're no, no longer a nation of laws. We're a nation of iniquity. Verse 13. He who endures to the end will be saved. In other words, don't abandon your faith. Continue. Continue. And being saved doesn't mean being saved eternally. It, it can mean that. But it does mean being saved in the salvation of the soul where you will be able you will complete your race you will finish your race you will be victorious verse 14 during this early time of the tribulation the first half of the tribulation the good news of the kingdom the gospel of heaven will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations then will the end come. So this will be a time where God is going to use, in spite of the lack of faith and uh, the abandonment of faith, still, God is going to use His people to expand the kingdom of heaven internationally. Throughout the whole world, there's going to be a testimony to all the nations, then the end is going to come. Then, that's the end of another segment of Matthew. That is the end of the tribulation. Verse 15, now the beginning of the great tribulation. So when you see the appalling sacrilege, when you see the abomination that makes desolate, that destroys that does not give life. When you see the abomination that makes desolate, spoken of by the prophet Daniel in 9.27, chapter Daniel 9, chapter 9, verse 27, when you see this abomination spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place in Jerusalem, in the Holy of Holies, let the leader, let the reader take notice and ponder and consider and heed this. Another deeper thought to this matter of the abomination standing in the holy place. 
it also is a an, uh, it, it, he not only stands in a place physically but antichrist at that time when he in this one act when he stands there it also means that say antichrist will open his human spirit and satan will come in to his human spirit a part of his being that was to be reserved only for the spirit of god he will open his human spirit and satan will enter into him judas iscariot on the night of the betrayal christ said judas what thou doest do quickly and it says and satan entered in satan did not enter into his body or his soul he was already possessed he was already deceived but when it says and satan entered in it means that judas iscariot that is the first time that satan entered into the spirit of an individual and he was called the son of perdition meaning there would be no way to ever save him redeem him he was unredeemable the true the, the true reality of unredeemable the same with antichrist and it said concerning judas iscariot it would have been better if he had never been born antichrist on that day when he stands in the temple and declares himself to be god that day satan will enter into his human spirit in exactly the same way that satan entered into judas iscariot so it's not so much a physical thing yes it is but it is also a spiritual dynamic that god wants his children to understand that that is the beginning of the great tribulation the tribulation has begun man spirit has been violated this man becomes no longer recognizable as a human but he will become a beast and the reason it says it uses the word beast is because the beast the beasts of the field the creatures they have a body and a soul they do not have a spirit when this individual receives the the uh the, the, when Satan enters in at that point he no longer is recognized as being human because he can never accept God he is forever a beast when you see the abomination that makes desolate stand in the holy place 
Let the reader take notice. Consider it, ponder it, and pay attention. Then it says to those in Israel, Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. That means run as quickly as you can. Flee to the east side of the Jordan River. Flee. Leave Israel. Flee to Petra. Cross the Jordan River. Get out of Israel. Because Antichrist is going to take over present day, what, the, the land of present day Israel. He that is in the housetop, do not come down and go into the house to take anything. He who is in the field, do not turn back to get his overcoat. Verse 19. The women who are pregnant, those who have nursing babies, woe to them. Those that are nursing and those that are pregnant in those days, woe to you. Also he says in verse 20, Pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. The implication here is, in a sense, hidden. In Israel, the Orthodox Jews will once again, you will have the Sanhedrin. They will come back into power. And as it was in the time of Christ, it's going to be again in that time. You can't travel on the Sabbath. You can't do anything on the Sabbath. They will institute the ancient religion of Israel. The Sanhedrin will be the ruling body of the religious world in Israel. You won't be able to travel. You can't do anything on the Sabbath. Christ is saying here that it is a negative, it is not a positive. The new religion coming into Israel will not be positive, it will be restrictive. Why? Because the Sanhedrin, at the time of Christ, they ruled the nation. They were more powerful than the government. It will be a big negative, a big hardship to the Jewish people at that time. So he's saying, even Christ, who established the Sabbath, is saying the Sabbath will actually be a curse to the Jewish people. And he tells them to pray that they're leaving and they're moving and they're uh, traveling will not be on the Sabbath. And also pray that it won't be in winter because it's going to make it even more difficult. Now verse 21. Then there will be great tribulation or affliction or distress and depression. Great tribulation such has not been from the beginning of the world until that time. No and this type of tribulation will never occur again. Never. They will never be again. Those, and if those days, during that great tribulation, if those days had not been shortened, no human being would endure and survive. And it also says that the creatures 
the beasts of the field would not, for, for the most part, would not survive either. No human being would endure and survive. But for the sake of the elect, which are the Jewish people, these are not born-again people. When this occurs, at the very end, this is the, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. If anyone says to you, Behold, he is here, or behold, here is the Christ, the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. Because Christ made it very clear there's only one. He will make it clear that when he returns, it will be evident. The whole world will know. Nothing will be done in secret. Nothing is going to be done in a quiet way. No. His coming will be like uh, children on the playground. There'll be, it'll be boisterous. There'll be noise. The, it will be evident that the kids' recess has begun. Christ, when he comes in the same principle, it will be a loud event, an open event, an unbelievable event. The whole world will know. Okay, we'll come back to finish the second half of this hour. Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church, Rick Rodriguez, Sundays, 9 to noon. We'll be right back. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up, Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. January 22nd saw Northern Colorado invaded by thousands of Second Amendment patriots going to the new PE gun show facility at the Greeley Mall. Gone are the days of the crowded facility and limited products. Patrons shopped hundreds of tables filled with all the items you expect at a premier event show. For future show dates, CCW training or seller reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com for more info. The new 90,000 square foot Premier Events Expo Center, located at Greeley Mall off Highway 34, is a perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. 
For leasing information, contact PEShows.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's PEShows.com, 970-663-9101. buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices, just like that. No solicitation, just like that. Buying or selling, just like that. For all your gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592, just like that. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus Okay, podcasts are on 1360khnc.com, Sundays, 9 to noon, during the week, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3 for the Present Truth Program. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. In the body of Christ, you're going to have the great persecution of those that are deceived, deceiving those who are not deceived. There are those who will, as believers, that have had authority and power and that have been the leaders of the, or the leaders or the directors or the men and churches that have taken over the Christian world, the, the, the churches, the plan of God, the move of God, that when... Boy, I am really trying to figure out how to present this to you. Let me put it this way. You're going to have false prophets in the body of Christ... These false prophets will be able to do signs and miracles. But the thing is, Christ doesn't own them. Example, some of the ministries, Christ said that when he returns, there are going to be those who say, Lord, didn't we heal? Didn't we do miracles? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And Christ is going to say, I didn't own you. What I mean by that is this. People that are owned by Christ that are 
faithful to Christ are the people who wait on the Lord and as the Lord directs them, they move. Then you have those who, they don't wait for Christ to give them direction. They just, on their own, do whatever they desire. There are big ministries in this country. Big ministries, big so-called moves of God. But when Christ comes, I say He's going to come to the men of these great moves, supposed great moves, and He's going to say to them, Did I ask you to go to this city and begin a great move that would bring in that would have a, you would have an assembly of 10,000 people? Did I ask you to do that? Or did you do that because... Did you move that direction because you were gifted? Because you have abilities? But did I ask you to do that? Did I ask you to go that direction? And they're going to tell the Lord, No. Or they're going to say, Yes. And Christ is going to say, no, I didn't direct you that way. I didn't direct you to start these big mega churches and have members who didn't grow, who, who remained in their sins, who were crippled psychologically, and they weren't helped. You didn't help these people. You used them. You use them for finances. You use them for your fame, for your glory. These people, are. Christ is going to ask him a question. Did I direct you to do this? And Christ is going to say, Go into outer darkness because I never owned you. You never gave me right to your life. You never gave me the right to direct you. You took off and you did things apart from my counsel. Don't think that we cannot do things apart from Christ, the counsel of Christ. We can because we have free will. But God's people, one of the, the, um, one of the disciplines of the Christian life is to wait to be given direction by Christ. Many in this nation did not wait for directions from Christ. They took the initiative. They built these big assemblies. But they were not at any time were they ever owned by Christ. Were they ever directed? Were they ever counseled by Christ? And Christ is going to... There's going to be weeping and gnashing and teeth for them. They'll be born again, but they're going to miss the millennial kingdom. Then, within the body of Christ, you have these false prophets. Now, outside of the body of Christ, in Matthew 24, 24, he says this, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and they will show great signs and wonders so as to deceive and lead many astray, even if possible, even the elect, those chosen by God. So you have the false prophets in the body of Christ, 
and you have the false prophets in the kingdom of darkness, in the kingdom of Antichrist. These false Christs and false prophets, they're going to show great signs, wonders. They're going to deceive, lead many astray. Because if you know the psychology of people, when people see great things happen, they interpret that as being God. But they forget, many don't realize, that as Christ performs miracles, signs and wonders, so can the children of the devil. Moses went to Pharaoh, told Pharaoh that God's desire and request and his orders were to let the children of Israel go. And Moses had to perform miracles in the sight of Pharaoh. But Pharaoh called his magicians, and they did miracles also. Eventually, their miracles could not match the miracles of Moses. So you have the false prophets within the church that can do miracles, signs, wonders. They can cast out demons. They can heal the sick. They can do many marvelous things. But Christ calls them false prophets. Christ said, I never directed you. I never owned you. You never allowed me to counsel you. You did what you wanted. You used your abilities in the soul to build great, great ministries. But I never owned you. I never controlled you. Now, you in the body of Christ, you're going to have another group. And the other group are going to do signs and wonders and miracles also. But under the direction of God. What they see the Lord do, they will do. Just like Christ, whatever he saw the Father do, that's what they did, what, what Christ did. So you're going to have in the body, of, in, the, in the Christian churches, you're going to have two groups. You're going to have the groups that are disobedient, that do that use the name of Christ to perform these miracles, signs and wonders and healings. And you're going to have another group that will do exactly the same thing, but under the counsel of God. You know, in the assembly that I came out of, they did not initially, for the first four and a half years of my churching, being churched in a, in a wonderful assembly, one thing that the leader of that assembly did not allow, he did not allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in his assemblies. But the men who were gifted had to use these abilities in discretion because they were needed. I was in Berkeley and there was a group of four, four ministers that gave direction to the body. And there were two uh, men who were that would make circuits throughout the, these assemblies. They were they had the gift of healing. They could pray for people, and the people would be healed. And in Berkeley, there was a Christian one of the one of the members. She had some, a couple of sons. She was uh, separated. I think her husband may have died. 
but she had real bad back. And she knew that these two visiting pastors had that ability to heal, so she went to the the ministers of the assembly and asked them to talk to these two men and ask the pastors to uh, to she invited these two men over for dinner she wanted to invite them for dinner and she wanted to be prayed for because she was in such pain well she told the pastor and the pastor went to these two men and the two men asked them what is she is she a is she devoted to the lord yes is she what kind of a believer is she is she uh, one you know she believes in the lord one day and not, not the next and she they wanted to know what kind of christian life she had she was faithful she was a, she attended regularly she loved the lord she was a very sound she was about 50 and so these brothers said okay they went to dinner and they they had her kneel down and they went ahead and prayed for her she was healed but before they did anything they wanted to find out what kind of a character she had they wanted to know if she had sins in her life they wanted to just examine this is the way that they functioned they wanted to know that the people being healed if they had to need if they needed deliverance sometimes you have to have deliverance before you can have healing uh, there is another brother um, Derek Prince for those that may know of Derek Prince the principle is basically what where Derek, Derek Prince comes from there may be generational curses there may be sin problems there may be uh, unforgiveness and before you can be healed there are some things that might have to be taken care of and once you take care of sins or curses then the healing healings take place my the way the Holy Spirit has trained me and many others is before we do anything we consult with the Holy Spirit we ask the Holy Spirit I had an opportunity to buy a nice vehicle here in the last two weeks and I my brother was selling a car so I called him he told me that well, he sent out a text to the family members that they were selling a, a nice Buick, and um, it had low miles, and they he wanted to buy a different vehicle. He needed a truck. So he gave us the opportunity. So I responded, and I told him that I was interested. And I just began to pray, and I asked the Lord, okay, what do you have to say about it? Yes, no, whatever. And eventually the Lord gave me an answer he just said he said no he said uh, uh, we have a van just keep the van the van's in good condition we have a, another vehicle good condition and I didn't need it and so I called my brother and told him I said listen I'm going to stay put I'm not making any changes 
being counseled by the Holy Spirit. There are many devices in the man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord that will stand. There is the group that take no counsel from Christ. They use the name of Christ to perform miracles and healings and wonders and signs. But they get no counsel from Christ. Occasionally they do. Kind of. Some days they do. Some days they don't. But the thing is, they want to build big big programs. Then you have the other group. They wait. Like these two men who came and prayed for that sister. They make sure. They don't just jump into it. They wait. They examine. And they find the counsel of the Lord. They prayed for her. They had her kneel down. And after they had prayed, she felt better. And she stood up and the pain was gone. She was healed. Then she told them, she said, Well, you know, brothers, when you were praying for me, why did you have to put your hands on me? And it, you were just shoving down. You were pushing so hard. I, I swear I, my back was going to break. You were, your hand, you, you didn't need to lean on me like that because my back is bad. And they looked at each other and they looked at other people in the room and everybody started laughing. And they told her, Sister, we didn't touch you. We put our hands over your head. We Not at any time did we ever touch you. That was the Holy Spirit. Well, everybody was laughing and she apologized. And then she said, later on, she said, What was I thinking? My back is healed, but I have these headaches. I should have had them pray for my headaches too. Well, she should have thought about it. If you're going to have a healing, you better make sure that... If you have two things that you need to be that need that you're having problems with, then you need to let the person that's praying for you know about your back and your headaches or whatever it may be. So you'll only get healed for whatever you want to be healed of. So if you have ten things wrong, you better write them down and have the person pray that all ten things are taken care of. Make a list. Christ likes to be thorough. He likes to heal you. Not partially heal you, but fully heal you. One group, signs, wonders, but not under the counsel of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord will say to them, Depart from me. I never owned you. You did what you wanted in my name. I gave you the power of my name. You did what you wanted. Depart from me. The other group, they will wait for the counsel of the Lord and they will move accordingly. If I invite, well, I know people that have invited people to come for healing. Well, in that type of a setting, anyone who comes forward, that individual will pray for healing for that person because he's been counseled to have a night of just healing. He may have, if he's prophetic, he may have a night where he's only going to give words to people. He's not going to heal. He's going to give prophetic words. Another night, he may just teach. It depends on the moving of the Holy Spirit. We'll be back in a few minutes to close out the second hour. Rick Rodriguez, All the Three Ministries. 
Tyler here at Hornback Landscaping and Junk Removal LLC. We take care of all of your landscaping needs. New landscape and hardscape install, maintenance, snow removal, fall and spring cleanup. We also do junk and trash haul away as well. We are your one-stop shop for anything outdoors. We pride ourselves in quality from start to finish. That means communication, customer service and final product. We want you to take as much pride in your yard as we do in our work. Come check us out at hornbacklandscaping.com. You can also contact us at 970-966-5665 or at hornbacklandscaping at gmail.com. Thank you. Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Carrie and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, gyros, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara and Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in Northern Colorado. Do you have a 401k sitting with a previous employer or various IRAs and don't know what to do with them? Look no further. My name is Joey Jaquint and I work with Northwestern Mutual. I take the time to educate you on all your options, making sure you pay the lowest fees possible while taking advantage of any and all tax options as well. It can be very frustrating not knowing how your money is working for you or what your money is even being invested in. Together, we will develop a philosophy for how your money will work for you with complete transparency. On top of that, I will be constantly rebalancing your portfolio every quarter, making sure we are always popular diversified in the market. I take pride in making sure my clients are always taken care of. Again, I'm Joey Jaquint, and you can reach me at my cell phone number, 602-909-9048. Again, my number is 602-909-9048, and I'm always a call or text away. Hey, my name's Jariah with Performance Restoration Dent Repair. We're a family-run business located in downtown Longmont. We specialize in hail repair, door dings, creases, large dent repair, and ceramic coatings. If you're interested, give us a call at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. Again, call us at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs. Or racist cows. Climate coaches. Or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. chapter 24 the last decade decade before Christ returns broken into sections the first section Christ tells the disciples the temple is going to be destroyed and about 40 years later it is destroyed less than 40 years later 
Second section, the time period before the tribulation begins, called the time of birth pains. The next section, after the birth pains, you have the first half of the tribulation. And in the first half of the tribulation, within the body of Christ, you're going to have false prophets. Also, you're going to have, and that's Matthew 24, 11, you're going to have false prophets in the body of Christ that are going to deceive, deceive and lead many into error, to lead them astray, to direct them in an improper direction, not necessarily toward God and not into how to walk in God, but lead them in error. Then in Matthew twenty four twenty four, you're going to have another group of prophets. They're going to be the false prophets of the world of Antichrist. So you have the false prophets within the church. You have the false prophets within the world, in the satanic world to come, that, that we're in and exists presently. Then you're going to have a third group of prophets that are going to be the true prophets of God. The prophets that Amos 3, 7 talks about. Where, Christ, where God says that before he does anything, he is going to use his prophets to present his God's plans. These prophets will instruct God's children. God says that he won't do anything until his prophets, till he gives his insights to his prophets. You're going to have the holy prophets of God. These are going to be the true prophets. These are the ones that are, these are be the prophets that are going to affect the church and the nations more powerful than the false prophets and more powerful than the prophets of Antichrist. These prophets will operate because of their holiness and their righteousness. And as prophets, they're not picking sides in a political world. They won't pick sides. They will, they will be in line with the righteous requirements of God and the requirements of holiness of God. We're going to continue the third hour. We'll be back. Podcast on 1360KHNC.com for the Olive Tree Program. Rick Rodriguez will be back in about six minutes, seven minutes to continue. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Some cooler temperatures and a bit of precipitation in the state the past couple of days, but starting the new month today, we're back to warm, dry, and windy. That means flammable. High winds and warm temperatures back across a lot of Colorado for this 1st of May, meaning a 
fresh red flag fire warning. As April ended, Denver had recorded only three one-hundredths of an inch of precipitation all month, making for the third driest April in history. The warnings in place this morning till tonight for high fire danger covering the Montrose County area, the southwestern corner of the state, from the furthest southwest possible at Cortez through Durango, Pagosa Springs, and stretching north to Telluride. The other large area of danger along the state's southern border with New Mexico, including Alamosa, much of the San Luis Valley, and extends east past Trinidad and north through Salida and Chafee County. Forecasters say they've got some good projections on the tender dry day. A new storm, including both rain and snow, should move in by late tonight. The pandemic's not completely over, but it's definitely winding down. You can tell because there are gradually getting to be fewer places to be tested for COVID-19. About a dozen free Colorado testing sites closed Saturday. In the Denver area alone, they included one of the biggest that had been in the Waterworld parking lots. The state's shutting down about a third of its sites this month, leaving around 80 operational. Those remaining locations will have the capacity to handle about 26,000 tests a day. And for proof that the virus indeed hasn't gone away, cases continue to tick slightly upward. Nine 942 new ones were reported Friday, and the positivity rate from those tests is now almost 6%. That's about double what it was a month ago. The good news is that hospitalizations are still low. Only 103 reported statewide at the end of the week. I'm Jim Williams. The NHL regular season is over. The playoffs next for the Avalanche. They'll open with games 1 and 2 against the Nashville Predators on Tuesday and Thursday at Ball Arena. I'm Ted Werbin. If you want to update your home, it's time to consider a cash-out refinance from American Financing so you can fund renovations, upgrades, whatever you need. It's a no-pressure lending experience that's focused on you, and they never charge upfront fees. If you start soon, you could skip two payments and make close in as fast as 10 days. 303-695-7000 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Summer is around the corner. Take time to refresh in Wyoming's Carbon County. Drive up and soak in the mineral hot springs. Visit one of their many museums. Take a scenic hike, horseback ride, or bike ride. Enjoy an array of lounging, dining, and entertainment options. All the fun set against the West's favorite backdrop. Plan your trip at wyomingcarboncounty.com. That's wyomingcarboncounty.com. Get your West on. How would you like some free advertising? Free, 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 free. Call 970-587-5003. We will put your small business or local company on the half-empty cup of joe for the small business section of the show. Call 970-587-5003, and we'll get your business some free advertising today. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 
587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360khnc.com. Do you have another brick through your window? Or still unlucky from that broken mirror in your house? If so, you should call Brett King at Glass Doctor at 970-616-3100. Come see them for your home, auto, or business glass needs. Again, that's 970-616-3100. And don't forget to ask Brett about their G12 program for their one-year warranty. And if you mention that KHNC sent you, they'll give you a free bottle of glass cleaner. Welcome back to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. The uh, mailing information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And Sundays from 9 to noon. Also, the podcasts for this program and the Present Truth program that I host uh, Monday through Thursday from 2 to 3 here on uh, 1360 KHNC com, and you can stream in live. Podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. The reason I felt to go with Matthew 24 today is because of the sections. The last 10 years prior to Christ's return, I believe, has been hidden in Matthew chapter 24. It's broken down in sections. The section important in the beginning of this decade is the time of birth pains. And since the end of the Trump administration, the well, actually, since the election, we're still in a Donald Trump administration. Uh, legally speaking, we're still in his administration. Uh, Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of this country. This is my my uh, view. You don't have to believe it, but the hardships that precede the tribulation have begun. Economic hardships in this country have begun with the uh, involvement of Russia being forced to move troops into Ukraine, causing the conflict that we're in. There are too many things that are evident with the with the coronavirus or the corona uh, snake venom poisoning of the of the people of the world in conjunction with forced vaccinations uh, with 
lockdowns in China presently. This is the hardships, the birth pains. God is telling the world something even more drastic is coming. These are just the birth pains. That's section, uh, the second section of Matthew 24. The first section was when Christ said that the Jerusalem, the temple was going to be destroyed, which took place about 37 years later. The second section, the birth pains, which we're in presently. The third section is the coming tribulation. The fourth section will be the great tribulation. The fifth section is going to be the time after the tribulation, the time of wrath. The final section of that wrath section will be Christ's return. The Lord phrased it this way, at His return is going to be like the lightning coming, flashing from the east to the west. In other words, lightning, when you see lightning strike, it covers the whole sky. It, it is in view. Everyone sees it. It is, you cannot miss it. Secondly, the, the thunder that follows it, this is exactly how the world will view Christ at His return. It will be open. It will be... You will see it. It cannot be missed. And the sound will also be evident. So it's going to be an open, open, not hidden. We, through the Christian years, this term parousia, parousia, Christ hidden, quiet. Well, Christ is growing in his children in a hidden way, a slow, methodical moving of the Holy Spirit and transforming of the Holy Spirit. He's coming in a hidden way within his children, but his coming is not going to be parousia or parousia or however you want to pro however you want to pronounce it. It's not going to be hidden. It is going to be open. It is going to be easily viewable. You're going to hear it. He's not coming in a hidden way. I I've been, you know, I was a pre-trib rapture believer. And I was kind of a mid-trib. And then I realized, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is not the way Christ said it was going to happen. He said there's going to be trouble. There's going to be hardship. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be hatred of the Christians. The true believers from this small remnant or even a residue of people. There's going to be hatred for the residue of Christ's children. The hatred that comes from the world and the hatred that comes from believers in the body of Christ. From the brothers and the family of God hating the family of God. The children of Israel, all 11 brothers, hated Joseph because Joseph had a special call on his life. There was something that he had to do. And the brothers were offended. They were envious. Well, this is the way it is also in the body of Christ. You have people who are envious of other Christians who may have um, 
just a deeper love for the Lord or, or, or a deeper relationship. There's envy. There's competition. The hatred of the Christian people toward the Christian people and in this body of believers, you will see during the first half of the tribulation, you're going to see persecution of the religious Christian world. The religious Christians who have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of that godliness, they are going to persecute their fellow believers who are genuine. That's the only way I can put it. The genuine believers are going to be persecuted. The genuine believers who really have an understanding and a reality of God and who have the anointing upon them. The prophetic people can tell people. They, they know people that have an anointing. They know. And because they're in the wrong position, if they were in the position where God wanted them to be, like a, a, being in a concert, you're given a ticket. You're going to a football game. You're, being, you're given a ticket. You go to the window. They give you an assigned seat. It's that way in the, in the kingdom of heaven. You are given an assigned seat, a place where you are to be. And Christians in America, in the evangelical churches, are not in the seat that was designated for them to be in. They have taken other positions that Christ never allowed them to take, other Seats, uh, you know, they they want to sit up at the front, and so they just assume they can go to the the front of the stadium, and then later an usher will tell them, "Sorry, you're in the wrong seat. Back to the back." And that principle Christ stated: the scribes, the Pharisees, they wanted the upper seats. And Christ had to warn them that be careful because you're going to be very offended and you're going to be shamed when you are made to sit in a lesser, uh, lesser prominence. There's too much competition in the body of Christ. I was visiting with a friend this week. I'm going to stray a little bit. And we were talking about the move of God in southern Colorado that took place and began with James Dobson moving to for uh, to Colorado Springs in 1991 there was that was a move that was a plan of god to move dobson ministry out of california i think it was because high taxes and dobson comes to southern colorado and the prophetic world when this happened throughout the nation the people that are prophetic, they knew this was the beginning of a move of God. Whoever stayed close to James Dobson, they were going to probably prosper. Well, Dobson comes, and here comes all these other ministries, big ministries. And they were successful. 
But eventually, going back to my point, eventually what happens is they, the ministries became very competitive. And I told this friend at lunch, I said, this is the way the Holy Spirit explained it to me in 1997. And in 1992, I'm sorry, not, to, not, not 92, 2002 and 2007, I have a friend that's a pastor, All Nations Church, Mel Johnson. I was with him one afternoon, and I told him, Mel, the move in southern Colorado is going to end. God is lifting. His spirit is moving. It has no longer is the Spirit of God upon that move or involved in that move. He has lifted, just like in Ezekiel, the Spirit of God lifted off of it. Two, two prophecies I gave Mel that day. Second prophecy was John Stalker, Resurrection Fellowship, is going to uh, step down as pastor of Resurrection. He's going to retire. And uh, Mel documented that what I had told him. Then in 2007, I'm in Las Vegas. I have a Sunday program, a two-hour program. And I was presenting to the audience what I just presented to you. And while I was presenting that thought to them and that prophecy, the Lord just out of nowhere gave me an, an example of why he had to lift and why he was moving and leaving that work in southern Colorado in Colorado Springs the reason was because the Lord likens likened that move to a group of you know on the on the rodeo circuit you have the calf roping event. And in the calf roping event, you have one horse, one rider, one rope, and one calf. And if I remember correctly, the rider has a line that he has to be behind. The calf comes out. The rider, from that second that that gate is opened, the time clock starts. And he has to run the calf down, rope the calf, and throw his hands up in the air, off the, off the horse, grab the calf, turn it upside down, tie three or four legs, I think it is, and then the time, he, he's, his time is finished. He So many seconds to do that. Well, with the prophetic move in southern Colorado, and it was a prophetic move, as well as just a very sound uh, work with the Dobson ministry. You had Ted Haggard. Ted Haggard. You had uh, C. Peter Wagner uh, prayer team down there. Quite a bit of ministry taking place. Well, with the prophetic world, what happens is you get too much competition. And what happened is you have now you have in the arena you have four horses four riders 
four ropes, one calf, and all of the riders on the horses, the prophetic people, had come right up to the gate. So when that gate opens, that calf doesn't get to take ten feet out of that gate, and the ropes are on the way. Boom. Four ropes around that calf. And they're off the horses, and by the time they get to the calf, everybody is throwing their arm up in the air, saying, I was first, another guy, the next person, no, I was first. The third person, no, no, I was first. And the competition has begun. The prophetic world, there are laws of conduct in God's prophetic world. There are laws that cannot be violated. God decides who's going to be in the arena. God decides who is going to uh, be positioned where. I realized that these men were competing. In the kingdom of heaven, there cannot be this kind of competition. When James and John, they told the Lord, or when their mother came to the Lord and said, Lord, I have a request. My request is that my sons will be with you in your kingdom, one sitting on the left, one sitting on the right. This caused problems with those that heard her request. Because it's kind of in the sense of competition. And the Lord said, that's not up to me. I don't have that right to make to, 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 to say who's going to sit to the left, to the right. That's up to my Father. So the principle is that God the Father decides who is going to be placed where and who, what, what rank or what, uh, where we're going to sit in, in positions in God's kingdom. That's up to God. But men try to self-seat, self-advance. That's the way the prophetic people are. Competition. The other thing that killed the move in southern Colorado or that work was eventually it was for finances. It was for money. Another thing that killed that work was sin. Straight out blatant sin on the Ted Haggard side. He's buying drugs and is uh, involved in homosexuality. Straight out filth. And still to this day, this person still is in position of authority. I don't know what kingdom he is from, but in the kingdom of heaven, truly, there is not this type of conduct. Timothy was told by Paul the qualifications for men who were going to be deacons and bishops. Those qualifications existed then, they exist today. So you had competition, you had, it was not pure, there was the money aspect of it, and then you had the sin aspect of it. And God had to lift and move it. Now, in the prophetic moves, 
you're going to have the prophets that are false prophets in the kingdom of heaven, the false prophets in the kingdom of Satan, and then you're going to have the true prophets in the body of Christ who are seated where God wants them to be seated with the abilities that God has given them. They're going to be pure. They're going to be righteous. And their motives are going to be like, uh, was it Nathaniel? There will be no guile. There's not going to be anything hidden. They're not doing it for any other reason. They're not doing what they do for any reason other than to bring glory to Christ and to build the kingdom of heaven and to oversee and protect the children of God. In the world, the kings of the world send the servants of that land to war. And the servants and the people, the common man, they go to war and fight the war for the kings. In the kingdom of heaven, it is the opposite. If Christians can see this, in the kingdom of heaven, the kings go to war. In the kingdom of heaven, it's the kings that go to battle. In the kingdom of heaven, it's the kings that go to protect the common man, to protect the sheep within the fold. They don't send the sheep to battle. They don't send the, send the common man to battle. The common man to battle. That's the way they do it in the world, but not in the kingdom of heaven. Paul was not a common man. Peter, the, the apostles, these were not, they were the common men, but they were the kings. They were the high priests in the battle. And we're going to talk about the high priests. There was a principle in Israel. You had the priests who protected the temple area. The temple area didn't just include that area just in the vicinity of the temple. No, it went out. It went out. And the tribes of Israel were quartered. Three to the north, three to the south, three to the east, three to the west. And in the middle is where you would have the tent of meeting. And in the middle you had an area that the children of Israel, if they were not Levites, if they were not called to the priesthood, they could not enter that area. And people don't realize that the Levitical priesthood these people were not some guys that walk around in a long robe with beard and they're just doing m mental things. No, no. These people, these Levites, they were hardened soldiers. They were, they were violent. Anybody that would come into that area, they would deal with them. The children of Israel were not allowed unless they were Levites. Now, if there was a war taking place, and if any one of the enemies would break through the lines, and this temple, temple area is protected on the north, south, east, and west, if any one of the surrounding nations, the armies, would break into that past the lines of the, the uh, children of Israel, they met the Levites. And I tell you, this was a fighting force. These Levites were trained in battle. They weren't just protecting the gold. No, they were protecting the Holy of Holies. In the body of Christ, those people who are protecting the Spirit of God as He moves through the world, these 
are likened to Levites. Now let's say that the enemies break through some of the lines of the Levites and they get closer to the Temple Mount. Well, then you had the next group that were there at the outer court. And these men that were stationed at the outer court were even more violent and more trained, more disciplined, and they took the battle to a greater intensity. They are now fighting. They've come to the temple area. Now, now we are really going to engage. And then, if they got through that group, then you're right there next to the Holy of Holies. And the chief priests, these men were even more, you would say, violent for the kingdom of heaven. And they were even better fighters. They were fighting to the death to protect what the, the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, and the Shekinah glory. They were violent to protect the, 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 all, the, what God represented, where God dwelt, and the Shekinah glory. This is the way it is in the kingdom of heaven today. The men who have been put in positions in the body of Christ to protect the plan, the move, and the, and the uh, desires of God in the world to reach a world that is dying and to take those who come into the kingdom of heaven to help them to mature, to be what they should be in their callings. These men are even more violent for the kingdom of heaven and for the move of the Holy Spirit. Now, we'll get back to more of that when I get back. So, you stay put. Rick Rodriguez, The Present Truth, 1360KHNC.com for podcasts. We'll be right back. Do you hate Disney as much as I do? Don't be a wokey. Listen to 1360 KHNC or go to 1360KHNC.com. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Tyler here at Hornback Landscaping and Junk Removal LLC. We take care of all of your landscaping needs, new landscape and hardscape install, maintenance, snow removal, fall and spring cleanup. We also do junk and trash haul away as well. We are your one-stop shop for anything outdoors. We pride ourselves in Quality from start to finish. That means communication, customer service, and final product. We want you to take as much pride in your yard as we do in our work. Come check us out at hornbacklandscaping.com. You can also contact us at 970-966-5665 or at hornbacklandscaping at gmail.com. Thank you. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Okay. Um, okay, Sundays, 9 to noon, here on 1360KHNC and the podcast 1360KHNC.com. So, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. The invaders would get close to the Holy of Holies. And the priests, the priests that attended to the holy place, these priests were the most violent. They were the the most given. They didn't care if it cost them their lives. They were going to protect the Ark of the Covenant and the Shekinah glory. The Ark of the Covenant is Christ Himself. The Ark of the Covenant is is represents Christ. Everything pertaining to God is in Christ. And the Shekinah glory that Christ expressing the magnificent glory of Almighty God as the Shekinah glory. These priests that were at the Holy of Holies right there, they were the most violent. Now, let's look at the most violent of all the prophets ever. The most, and I mean violent for the kingdom of heaven. The most violent prophet, the priest that was not going to allow anything from the kingdom of darkness to interfere with the plan of Almighty God was Jesus Christ Himself. He goes into the temple. They're in the temple selling all their merchandise. And what did He do? 
He took things of the world, things of nature that he created, and he took these and made a branch to whip these people with. And he went through there, and he's a little person of about maybe five foot one, and he's not very handsome, he's unattractive, he's not, uh, nothing physically, uh, he's not desirable. And he runs through there, and he turns over these tables, he disrupts their business, he disrupts their plans. All that they were doing in that holy area. He completely destroyed their plans. This is what Christ is going to do in the body of Christ today. By the time that the great tribulation begins, Christ is going to disrupt all the plans of the men in this country that have been building these great, massive, mega anythings He's going to disrupt all of it. And this body, this out of this whole body of believers, there is going to be, like in Isaiah, Isaiah says there's going to be a remnant. But then he says, well, it's going to be a small remnant. Well, it's going to be a residue. You take a shower, you rinse off, but you're still going to have just a little residue of soap. This it is all that is going to be faithful to Christ in the time coming. Just a residue. There's not going to be a small, a small uh, remnant. There's not going to be a remnant. There's going to be a residue. Christ was the fulfillment of the most given person to God and the plan of God. But in this the time that we're in, God has called men, ordained men, His Spirit is upon men in a certain group. Out of the two groups of prophets, in the body of Christ. You're going to have those that lead astray, and you're going to have those that will lead God's children back to them. In the first hour I talked about the north wind that is coming to blow upon the garden of God, upon the garden of spices. You have in you Christ. And for the riches and the fragrance and the ointments and all the valuable things that is the most valuable thing in you, Christ. God has to allow the north wind to blow, to bring little difficulty, a little hardship, a little discomfort. Because through that, then Christ in you, the fragrance and the aroma of who God is, comes out and is presented to the people around you, to those in your family, to those in the micro or macro world in which you travel. The north wind has to grow. come. The north wind has begun to blow upon the garden of God in the world. The body of Christ in all the churches. The north wind has begun to blow. And the north wind has put the name to it initially. It is called the time of sorrows, the time of anguish, 
the time of birth pains. The north wind has begun to, to on his spite on, on his body, on the the uh, bride of Christ. The the north wind has begun to blow. God's children are going to present Christ to the world the way that we were ordained to give the world hope in a time where there's going to be despair, a time where there's going to be hardship, a time where there are are not going to be answers. In Luke, the Lord said that there'd come a time of perplexities where there are no answers, conundrums, where there's just no answer to anything. Well, in the world outside of Christ, there aren't going to be answers. But in the faithful body of believers, which is called the ecclesia, the builded church, the whole group, the whole family of God is not the builded church. It's just the family of God. But within the family of God, you have a group, a residue, who are considered to be the builded church. And it is this group that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against. The gates of hell, no matter what, will not prevail against what God has intended that they do, what they are to accomplish. It's a residue. The builded church. The north wind is blowing and the spices, the fragrances, the oils are going to come out of this group because they desire the God of heaven. That's their their reason for existing. Now, I'm going to go back to what happened in southern Colorado. So I'm in Las Vegas, 2006-7. I started the ministry there on the radio in 2005, early, and then finished uh, December of 2008. But I am presenting to the audience out there this matter of why the Holy Spirit had to lift off of what was happening in Colorado Springs. The competition... It was a move for money, and there was sin in the camp. Ted Haggard, I explain all this, and then I find out Ted Haggard gets caught in a immorality, homosexuality, and also drugs. And then eventually, James Dobson, he uh, steps down, and the Lord, I did tell Mel, I said, and focus on the family James Dobson is going to step down as the head of focus on the family that just came to pass I think five years ago and then John Stalker did retire and I told the audience God will have to protect his move and the Lord told me he'll have to protect his move whatever he decides to do He's got to protect it from two things. Religion 
the hypocritical religion, the religion that uh, works against the things of God, and also witchcraft. And at another, at a, at a later date, the Lord told me the move that is in southern Colorado is going to relocate. It's going to relocate to northern Colorado. I told a friend that this week. And the Lord said, and I am going to hide it. I have to hide it from the religious world. But what's going to happen in northern Colorado is Satan knows the plan and religion and churches are going to spring up that I did not ordain. Men are going to come into the area and they are going to start assemblies that I did not ordain. Not all of them. There will be a few. But for the most part, religion in a negative sense is going to be part of and come into northern Colorado to destroy the next plan of God. The other thing, there would be witchcraft. And then thirdly, the governments, the, the uh, civil governments from the city level, county level, state level, federal level, all these things, just like when I was betrayed, it took Rome, it took the religious world, and uh, that will happen again. And then you had the people who weren't part of the Roman Empire, weren't, weren't in positions in the, in the Roman government or the religious world. You had just the common man who were spitting and pulling on Christ's beard and afflicting him and mocking him. So you're going to have the three. The same will happen here in the move in northern Colorado. What does that mean, northern Colorado? Why does God have to protect and hide the move in northern Colorado? Because of men who feel that God has put His plans in their hands. Now, I'm going to go back. I forgot to mention one thing about the example of the rodeo circuit. <clears throat> the the, the uh, prophets, they don't, they don't go, they don't operate in the boundaries of the prophets. They do what they please. You have four horses, four men, four ropes, standing tent just outside of the the gate, when the gate opens, the calf comes out, and that calf, ten feet into that arena, he's roped. Who's the calf? The calf is the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that these false prophets in the church can do is they can stop the move of God before the move of God even is able to get momentum. That's what the Christian false prophets do. Because of their ego. They stop the move of the Holy Spirit before the Holy Spirit can take hold. Before He can operate. 
what killed the Jesus movement in 1976, what ended the freedom of the Jesus, the baby boom generation Jesus group and the move of God in America. What killed it was the religious older people in the assemblies of the established churches. They, they made basically the statement, these people are too radical. They're uncontrolled. They need to be brought into assemblies to be churched. We have to bring them in and we have to church them. They don't, they're different than we are. We have to make sure that they conform to our ways. And that's what was the beginning of the death of the freedom of the Jesus movement. 1960 to 1961, 1977. 60 to 76, or you can say 70 to 77. Religion always comes to kill the move of God. But this time in which we're in, now the true move of God, the true plans of God are not going to be interfered with. The religious, Christ, the religious prophets within the body of Christ are not going to hinder it. They're not going to stop it. They're not going to mess with it as much as they try to Control it. Direct it. Confine it. It is going to destroy them if they don't repent. And the occult world, the prophets of the occult world, as powerful as they're going to be, they will be destroyed also by this coming move. They will not have a chance. <clears throat> they will not have a a, uh, the authority or the power to stop it. Eventually, Antichrist has to use his military to kill the these prophets who function in power of the power of the Holy Spirit. He will actually use the military, coming with guns and ammunition, bullets. The move in northern Colorado has been protected. God has concealed it, hidden it. It will be in three counties. Weld County, Larimer County, Boulder County. The witchcraft in Weld County is very powerful. Not as powerful as Larimer County. Larimer County's witchcraft is not as powerful as Boulder County's witchcraft. I'm giving you the insight because now's the time. At the same time, out of these counties, there's going to be a move, a contaminated move of prophetic people that are going to try to contaminate what God is going to do. They're going to come. They're going to be full of ego, pride, arrogance. They're going to feel and believe that they have been assigned to direct the move of God in these counties. They're correct, they're incorrect, they are wrong, it will not be put into their hands. These the, the covens, the satanic world, are already aware of it. They've already been in, instructed by their 
false prophets about this move, and they don't know what to do. We're going to finish out in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. C.S. Lewis Are you an expert in your field? Do you want to educate your fellow man? Or have you always just wanted to be on the radio? Here at 1360 KHNC, you can do just that by hosting your own radio show. Looking to grow your business or share your thoughts and opinions or simply bragging to your friends that you have your own radio show. For more information, call us at 970-587-5003 or email us at contact at 1360khnc.com. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards. Thirteen sixty KHNC dot com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to thirteen sixty KHNC dot com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. Does EnviroShape's concrete do driveways? We do it! Does EnviroShape's concrete do patios? We do it! Does EnviroShape's concrete do sidewalks? We do it! Get a hold of EnviroShape's concrete at 303-775-7926 or EnviroShapes at gmail.com. Finish out the hour and the program 
Contact information is Olive Tree and Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. <clears throat> Monday on Sundays, 9 to noon on Monday through Thursday for the uh, Present Truth Program, 2 to 3. Now, the prophets, the false prophets, will say that we're going to take over the world. If you're involved with any of these assemblies that state anything like that, then know that you are in the company of false prophets. In the book of Daniel, not, I'm sorry, in, in uh, the book of Job 9.27, not, uh, Job 9.24, Job said, that the world is going to be turned over to the wicked and the judges are not going to judge righteously. God is going to blind their eyes. The world, at the end of the world, will be turned over to the wicked. Does that sound like we're going to take over the world for Christ when Job says that the world will be turned over to the hand of the wicked? That will be the condition in the last decade. The world will be turned over to the hands of the wicked, to the unrighteous. If you are in an assembly that says that you're going to take over the world for Christ, you are deceived, you better repent, and you better get away. Also, if you're in an assembly that says that God is turning over the churches to the young people because it's time for the young people to take over and to take the helm. That is, again, false teaching. You better run. God says in Isaiah that a nation is cursed when women and children take over the society. The nation is cursed. And Children, meaning young people who don't have the experience and the, deep, and the deep things of Christ? No. The young people are not going to be removing and filling in positions of the older, spirit-filled Christians. John, in the first epistle, said there will be Children, young men, and fathers to close out the age. We'll be back next week. Rick Rodriguez, God bless you. God bless you. God, open your eyes to the truth. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. You're listening to The Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, 